The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. CTN CIO Talk Network is brought to you by Redmayne and BlackBerry. Welcome to CTN CIO Talk Network with your host, Sunjo Gall. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are strictly those of the host, guests, and callers. Now, here's Sunjo Gall. Hello and uh, welcome to this segment on CTN. To learn more, please visit CIOTalkNetwork.com. And as always, we invite you to join the discussion on Twitter. Look for this show as hashtag leadership. So our topic for today's show is leadership as an orchestra. And we have Andy Newsom, who is the Senior Vice President, Chief Information Officer with CSL Group. Hi, Andy. How are you? I'm doing great, Sanjog, and uh, excited to be on the show today. Great. So, you know, as uh, always, we have discussed quite a bit of leadership across multiple shows for many, many years. And one of the things which we see is that everyone brings a different perspective. And there are so many different flavors of leadership or people coaching and or, or giving speeches and writing books about it. Now, when we look at a leadership overall, we do see that you could have multiple competencies or skills or experiences. And at any given time, you're not just slapping them together. There is a an interesting flavor that you create, like a symphony that you create when it works and it's a cacophony when it doesn't. So we said, why not look at this as a, someone developing uh, the competency to a point where they can always, almost always, demonstrate as if they are conducting, uh, are a maestro to an orchestra. So, so that said, um, the, the challenge that we see is most of uh, the people try to do it, but we have very few effective leaders. Where are we falling short, Andy? Well, you know, I, I think that uh, one of the issues is we just don't have many leaders, period. Uh, it's one of the challenges that I've seen over my career. And as my career has, has went on, it, it's something that uh, I see as a real problem, especially in today's economy as, you know, we're, we're seeing an economy that is slowly growing and those leaders are becoming fewer and fewer because they're just not available. So I think it's really important to understand, you know, what is it uh, that makes a good leader? And I think, you know, from my perspective, it starts by really thinking about what is leadership not? Because I think there's a lot of misconceptions there around leadership. You know, leadership isn't your seniority on the company hierarchy. Uh, you know, it's not in your title. And it's definitely not management. There's oftentimes a big uh, confusion around leadership and management. They're, they're different. It really comes down that le- to leadership is really, um, you know, leading people. 
how can you lead people, get people to follow you, um, and guide them in a direction? And I think, you know, the, one of the top, you know, competencies uh, and tying it to the, the theme here, you know, instruments that uh, you need is influencing skills. You know, it's something that, that most people don't think about, but it is really critical. There's been some recent uh, research done on this by a couple of different research firms, and influencing skills is by far the most important identified skills needed, and yet it is the one that um, most leaders struggle with the most. You know, I think that's followed by vision. You've, you have to have clear vision. You can't lead without vision. And uh, uh, I think that if you look at today's leaders, how they've changed, you might say, from, from past leaders, is leaders need to move much faster today than they ever did before. You know, companies are now um, just the, the the way the economy functions is it, you just have to move quickly. You know, there was a, a quote um, uh, by the CEO of um, one of the major companies that says speed is the new currency of business. And I think that translates into leadership, too, and, and is important. So based on your response, you mentioned that leaders need to lead people and leaders need to move faster. So so let's let's kind of discuss this for a second. Here, when you have an orchestra being conducted by Maestro, the person is not trying to see which room or which auditorium they are in. They're not looking at the audience and they're not even saying that I need to lead these people. They are focused on one thing and one thing only is to create a symphony which will mesmerize everyone in the room. And if they keep that focus, everything follows. Do you think we can draw a parallel to that in the leadership that we're talking about here? Is that because people are demanding speed, but you would not change your focus from doing the right things for the right reason just because there's an external factor like asking for speed or doing too many things at the same time? Well, if you think about it, uh, Sanjog, it, it, you know, what is it that makes the orchestra play properly? It, it's really, you know, the sheet music that they're all playing to. And, uh, and I think that the, the way you ensure that those leaders are um, able to keep up with the pace of business and develop quickly is I think you need to have good uh, strategies in place on how you develop leadership. Uh, you know, I've been very fortunate in my career to have uh, those resources available to me, you know, and I think that uh, uh, you really have to look at, you know, what are those tools um, that help those leaders to develop? You know, and I think it, you know, it starts with tools like, uh, you know, um, mentors and coaches. Uh, it also using tools like 360s. Uh, and uh, taking that information um, and really comparing it to uh, what are the important competencies needed to be a good leader, understanding where you fall short, and putting together development plans uh, to address those shortcomings and track the progress of those uh, uh, development plans. And it's really an iterative process. I mean, you know, it isn't just, you know, we're going to spend a year on this and we're done. It's, it, to me, it's a lifelong process. And, and to, to that end where we have to achieve a certain set of goals as we go along, do you think the, the leadership 
can start as a cacophony and then convert into a symphony and all along you could be delivering what the organization wants but you yourself may still be in a journey absolutely and and that's a very good point i think that you know one of the keys to success uh as a leader is one is is to, to continue that personal development but at the same time you have to be adding value to the company um and that you know is 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 a bit uh outside of the leadership development but it is still important competencies a, a leader needs and that's that's making sure that the leader is well aligned with the uh you know the company's strategic goals and make sure that you can take those strategic company strategic goals and translate those into a vision uh and a strategy that your personal team can uh understand align to and this goes back to the point I mentioned earlier about the importance of influencing skills uh of a leader because that's really the uh the the glue that connects the you know the, your your leadership strategy into the company strategy that makes uh your team successful and at the same time ensures that the company is successful when we are looking at the leader the person uh, and we compare this again to a maestro the practice matters and you have to try it multiple times in multiple ways before it all comes together in real life do you think we get that opportunity because you are supposed to demonstrate your leadership not saying that you would not make mistakes but then you do not perhaps do you not get enough practice if you will for you to say okay if if this project was to be delivered or or this initiative was to be uh you know made successful you may not have had enough practice if you will so every time you're dealing with something you imagine a maestro trying to do that with the orchestra they may not be able to deliver as well so do we say that at all points leadership will always be less than 100% effective well i think that uh, i i do think that it is uh, a maturity process right it's something that um as you start out uh on this uh leadership journey you you start out at the lower end of it and it's in, like as i mentioned before it's a, it's an iterative process in developing as a leader and continuing to grow but i think to your point around you know having time to practice you know how do you develop as a leader and it does take time it does take focus and not everyone is willing to make the sacrifices to to make that happen you really have to make it a priority uh it's not something that you can uh you can say I'll get to it someday uh and as i've seen many leaders that i felt could have developed further um but just did not have that commitment uh and um you know attention and focus to develop as a leader and therefore as a result they stall and that's not necessarily a bad thing i think that uh, you know you, you try to place people where they're most effective from a leadership perspective and that can be a you know a mid level leader versus a senior level leader but to the point is and just like playing an instrument the better you get is comes through practice and focus and uh, it takes discipline uh to develop those leadership skills and continue to grow and that's really important so you mentioned about commitment when you say something like that are we writing off their efforts or are we are saying that maybe they were not 
getting the right training, resources, mentoring, or something else, because may, they may have that intent. No one comes to office say, I want to screw up today. And, no. and so as a leader, they may have had a ch- an opportunity, but maybe they were handicapped because of some, some uh, challenges that they were facing. Yeah, and I think that's a good point. It, it you know, you can you can take the uh, analogy of a conductor uh, and an orchestra as you know the instruments out in the orchestra as being your competencies you're trying to develop to make that perfect leader in yourself. But you can also say, take that same analogy to look at it as when you are a leader of leaders, how can you make sure that the instruments across your team are improving and developing as leaders. And that is really important. So really good leaders are leaders of leaders and are paying attention to their so-called orchestra team and making sure that they are developing as leaders. And to your point earlier, when they screw up, what do you do? Well, it's it's important that you recognize those um, and you address them and point them out, and and not just point them out, but provide feedback to you know to help them with that. You know, I'll tell you, share with you a story uh, from one of my mentors earlier in my career, where. Uh, he had made a mistake. He worked for a uh, label printing company, and it was back in the day, uh, I'm dating myself, when they had card readers. And he worked third shift and dropped the cards, and they got out of sequence. Uh, and he printed the, um, you know, printed the labels, and it resulted in a mistake that cost the company hundreds of thousands of dollars. And the next day, he was asked to go up to the CEO's office, anticipating that he was going to be fired. And it was a uh, a big office. He walks in the door, and the CEO asked him, he said, uh, do you know why you're here? And he said, yes. He said, I'm imagining I'm getting fired. And the CEO told him that, no, you're not getting fired. Why would I fire someone when I just invested, you know, $100,000 in education? And I think the point there is we learn from our mistakes, and I think we as leaders need to point those out and help people learn from them. Let's take a quick break, listeners. We'll be right back. And let's see if there is a possibility of building a playbook. Because could there be one playbook with every leader could follow? Because everyone has different competencies, situations are different, environmental factors are different. So what are we aspiring to become? How do we know we are getting there or we are there? Please stay tuned. We'll be right back. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Predict your company's future by creating it. Is your workforce able to connect, exchange ideas, and share brilliance simply and securely? Create tomorrow, today. Empower your people to innovate anytime and anywhere with secured BlackBerry Enterprise mobility management and document sharing solutions. To learn more, visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. Patient-centered care requires a connected enterprise. Are you ready? If you're looking to scale your healthcare IT efforts, visit redmain.com forward slash health today. Whether it's to connect data from multiple partner solutions or developing software for unique needs, Redmain can help. To find out how Redmain can help your company deliver on the patient-centered care promise, visit redmain.com forward slash health 
or call 773-693-3919. Visit today. Your growing business needs a highly productive workforce, effectively communicating and collaborating without exposing corporate data to cyber attacks. Are you looking to balance security and workforce productivity? Move beyond short-term measures and securely scale your business with BlackBerry Enterprise Mobility Management Solutions. To learn more, please visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to CTN, CIO Talk Network, with Sunjo Gall. To learn more about our program, please visit CIOTalkNetwork.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. So, Andy, when we look at anyone saying that we want to become a leader or I am a leader, I need to continually improve, somewhere there is a blueprint, a holy grail, or, or a benchmark that they're measuring themselves against. What could that be? Because it could be so fluid, could be so different for as many people as, you know, who are trying to be a leader. How, how, do, how do we put our finger on it? Well, you know, uh, Sayadog, I, I really don't think it's that complicated. It's really not. I think it's just the same way we approach a lot of, uh, a lot of situations and, and uh, opportunities. And I think it starts with understanding what is it that makes a good leader. And that starts with, you know, identifying what are those key competencies that you want to be uh, achieving uh, to be a good leader. And once you've identified those competencies, I think you need to take a close look at yourself and there's tools and techniques to do that and identify, you know, where are you on uh, the scale against those competencies and where are you falling short? What ones are the most important? And I think you can, as I mentioned earlier, you can use tools such as, uh, you know, 360 assessments. Um, You can leverage. I've been very fortunate to have good mentors throughout my whole career that can help you through this process and and even more focused coaching. But you take those those competencies uh, that you're striving for, you measure yourself against those, you identify what your gaps are, and then you develop uh, plans to address those. You track those uh, plans and, and um, you work towards them. As I mentioned earlier, it's an iterative process. It's, it's ongoing. Um, and uh, I think that, um, you know, as I mentioned, you know, I've, I've been fortunate to have mentors throughout my whole career that it helped me against that blueprint and, you know, and that approach. And, and um, it's interesting as you go through this process, you find out things about yourself that you never knew. Um, I've gotten feedback from uh, from coaches and mentors and, and 360s, and I've taken the results of those and shared them with my wife before. And I said, you know, this 360 indicates that I'm, you know, have a controlling personality. I said, can you imagine that? And she turns to me and says, absolutely, you do. And it's things that you may not know about yourself, but through these other tools, uh, you can find out where it is that you need to improve and and develop. I think that uh, it's really important that you strive for that and continuing to push through that through your whole career if you're really aspiring to be the best leader that you can. 
And I think that's the the simple blueprint uh, to being a good leader. You know, there's something to be said about the limiting beliefs and enabling beliefs, which make a person what they are at one point or the other. Limiting could be I cannot, I must, and enabling is I can. I'm just giving an example just to set the context. So if you were to take a leader and someone or, or at least person who is always there on a journey to improving themselves, which are some of the limiting beliefs that they have to get over or which are some of the enabling beliefs which they have to embrace in order to become that maestro because they are on their journey always, but at least they are able to consistently deliver excellence in as, as per themselves as the benchmark that they create for themselves and for others by handling these beliefs. So what comes to mind? Well, I think it is, you know, um, it, it, I think whenever you get oftentimes put into some of these key leadership roles, and if you're truly grow, growing yourself, you're going to be put in situations where you are uncomfortable and you do question your ability to take this on and you you wonder, you know, am I the right person to do this? Um, but I see that as being healthy because it, it helps you to realize it's just like, um, you know, I'll tie it to sports. Um, you know, I grew up younger as, as an athlete, and I can remember I was, uh, you know, uh, it was a, our high school football team, and our team had really never been uh, successful in, in the early years. But as we got into high school, we kept being told by everyone that, you know, we could not be successful. We're a team that, you know, uh, has had a history of, of not working together and, um, you know, the expectations were very low. And through that, I think uh, I was fortunate enough to be the captain of the team, one of the captains, and and uh, we as a team recognized that. And even though there was doubt in folks' minds, it was the fact that we all pulled together and kind of used that fear, you might say, to drive you know forward and and push harder to be successful is really uh, helped us to turn out to be a very successful team uh, overall. And I think that you can tie that to leadership. I think sometimes if you take that fear um, and use that as uh, motivation, uh, it, it can help you be successful. I know I've used that in my career. Uh, there's been many points where I've been put in situations where I've really questioned, can I do this? But I have to look back at my experiences and results and know that, um, listen, uh, I've not failed like this before, so push forward. And I think that motivates a person. So you just do it. Is that what drives you? Because you want you are so not focused on the goal, but you want to maximize your potential. And that's what would push you through. Or are there certain things which you have to clean up in, in your psyche before we can move forward? Well, I think every person may be a little different. Now, I'll tell you for me personally, um, it, what, what drives me to be a good leader is you really have to have purpose. And, you know, purpose has to get you up in the morning and drive you forward. And purpose alone can't make you successful. Uh, you know, it still takes purpose with priority uh, and, um, and drive. And, you know, I think that uh, I'm very fortunate to work for a, uh, a company 
that truly saves lives and, and, and makes difference in the quality of lives of people. And, uh, you know, I think in our culture, in our company, uh, that is a key motivator, I think, across the leadership. Uh, we talk about it a lot. Um, and, you know, we bring our patients into many of our leadership meetings. And I think that for me personally, that helps drive me to, to, to push harder, push my team harder, to be a good leader, to be successful. Because at the end of the day, and this is something that we say quite frequently in our teams, our patients count on us. Um, their lives depend on it. And I think with that kind of motivation, it really helps a leader to strive and push and work harder and be successful. Now, leadership is not a title. It's a mindset. And it is possible unknowingly and subconsciously we could fall into a few traps and drop that mindset or, or walk away, move away from that mindset and which could be undermining our ability to lead at that time. So it's not that you, it's a, it's not a binary that either you're a leader or not a leader. You are the leader at the best potential versus someone who has undermined your potential in a given situation. How could we minimize those dips, if you will? Yeah, and we all have them, right? I mean, you know, it's it's not a you know it's not a perfect world, and and it's not you know um, you know that constant um, perfect environment every day. We all have those challenges, and I think you know I, I uh, a leader that I um, once worked with made the statement that um, you know uh, anyone can lead when times are good. But great leaders can lead when times are bad. And he mentioned this to me uh, earlier in my career when uh, we were going through a reduction in force. Now, there's a time where it is hard to get up in the morning and, and get out there and put on your game face. And, but it is so true. You know, really good leaders can make it through those dips. Um, and granted, they're, sure, you, you, you struggle through those. It's not... Uh, much easier, as I mentioned, to lead um, people when you're leading them in a in a great environment, and you know. Uh, but a really good leader, a great leader, can do it in those difficult times. And yes, your 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 psyche is down and and drops, and you know your motivation may be struggling, but you have to persevere and push through those. And I think that's why you've seen, you know, there's been leaders before that have dropped out of the leadership role because they couldn't handle that or didn't, uh, it, it, those dips took them out. You know, it just, it was just too difficult. But like I said, the, the really great leaders will push through those dips, will push through those struggles and uh, ultimately uh, grow from them. Because when you went through those low points, uh, you, you, you understand that you can make it through those difficult times. You've done that before, and you can push through it when it happens again, and I think that's called development. So when you, when you speak about this, this I would refer to as resilience, right? You're able to bounce back. That's awesome. Now, that's right. if, if there was a way to prevent or, or minimize those dips, because they could be self-inflicted, because you shifted your mindset temporarily from what it would take for you to be a good leader to someone who is trying to either survive or some other, you know, lower level or not as, as effective um, state of mind. How can we reduce those? Because that's where 
while you would bounce back, but you know, you cause the rest of the people, the 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 organization, and everyone uh, some harm. Not not intentionally, but it happens. So if you minimize your dips, you're essentially doing justice to the role. Yeah, and I, I think that uh, I think one way to minimize the impact of those you know those those mistakes you may make as a leader is making sure that you've got a strong team surrounding you. You know, the, as appropriate, you know, with the upcoming Super Bowl, uh, you know, you, you may have a situation where the quarterback's having a bad day. And guess what? A team can still be successful if the rest of the team can pick up uh, those problems. And I think that a, a good safety net to a leader when he makes mistakes, when he struggles, and they all will, right, uh, is the, the importance of having a good, strong team around you that works with you, supports you, uh, and I'll even include that, uh, you know, uh, the leader above you. Um, and listen, I've had more than my share of mistakes, but I've been very fortunate to have good support around me, um, both upwards, downwards, uh, left and right, that have helped me through those times. And that's really what makes a, a, a company successful. Let's take a quick break, listeners. We'll be right back. And let's talk about the instruments that uh, you have in an orchestra. So in that case, they are tangible, physical pieces, which you can lay your eyes on and at least see how they're performing if there's anything wrong with them. But now we're talking about leadership and instruments are, are uh, a parallel to our skills, which you may have been born with your natural DNA or the ones which you may have acquired over the years which are not really that tangible, you cannot see them. So the way you can handle those pieces of instruments in an orchestra would be far easier than you handle your internal abilities. So do what, what do we do to that end? Do we get some outside help? Do we remain conscious or, or overconscious about our uh, what our DNA and our skills are? How do we handle our leadership in such a way so that it remains an orchestra. Please stay tuned. We'll be right back. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Your growing business needs a highly productive workforce, effectively communicating and collaborating without exposing corporate data to cyber attacks. Are you looking to balance security and workforce productivity? Move beyond short-term measures and securely scale your business with BlackBerry Enterprise Mobility Management Solutions. To learn more, please visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. Patient-centered care requires a connected enterprise. Are you ready? If you're looking to scale your healthcare IT efforts, visit redmain.com forward slash health today. Whether it's to connect data from multiple partner solutions or developing software for unique needs, Redmain can help. To find out how Redmain can help your company deliver on the patient-centered care promise, visit redmain.com forward slash health or call 773-693-3919. Visit today. 
predict your company's future by creating it. Is your workforce able to connect, exchange ideas, and share brilliance simply and securely? Create tomorrow, today. Empower your people to innovate anytime and anywhere with secured BlackBerry Enterprise Mobility Management and Document Sharing Solutions. To learn more, visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are listening to CTN, CIO Talk Network with Sunjo Gall. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. So, um, Andy, here we have orchestra. Each in- instrument is visible to us, and we can uh, train to play it or, or maintain it. But how do you do that for what you have within you, which is not as clear as as distinct, if you will? Yeah, and I think you know you, you talked about what are some of those instruments, and and. Um, uh, I think that when I look at leadership, and I mentioned some of them earlier, I think some of those inf- instruments that you need to continue to work with and practice and uh, improve are, uh, as I mentioned earlier, influencing skills. You know, I've seen some people that, um, you know, have many of the attributes to be a good leader, but they're missing good influencing skills. And what influ- influencing skills, I mentioned earlier, is, is one of the most important because if you can't influence people, if you can't have that kind of impact on them to get them to follow you or to see the vision that you have, then it's very difficult to be a good leader. And I think that um, you know that that is one of those really important instruments that you have to continue to work on and develop. Um, and influencing skills come from a lot of different aspects. I mean, it's how you communicate. You know, can do you feel comfortable? You know, getting up in front of a team and and uh, you know helping them understand where you're going, where you're wanting to take them, uh, being able to answer the tough questions. Uh, you know, it requires, uh, you know, uh, oftentimes communication in other forms, uh, you know, uh, newsletters, presentations. So influencing skills to me is one of the, is one of the most important inf- uh, instruments. I think another important instrument is being able to have a vision, and also being able to communicate that vision. I'll tell you, early on in my career, I, I struggled in this area. I was a great operations person. You know, you give me the playbook and I'll execute it. But um, really, to develop that vision was difficult for me early on in my career. And I recognized that that was an instrument I didn't play well. Uh, and I needed to work on that. You know, how do you develop the vision, uh, a vision and how do you tie strategy to that? And then once you've got that, you know, how do you leverage your your, uh, influencing skills to communicate that? I think also another key instrument is, you know, you need to be able to be uh, a results-driven person. And I think it takes all of these things and working together to be a successful leader. Uh, I think another key instrument is decision-making. You know, as a leader, it's it's amazing. Uh, um, I, I, I realized this as I came through my career. How many times that that your team is looking for you just to make a decision? And you know what? Oftentimes, it's there's not a wrong decision in the options that you have. Um, 
and people get so stuck on that. And and it's really important for a leader to be a good decision maker, being able to make decisions, um, recognizing you know the importance of them and how long it's going to take and how much time should you spend on it, but to move quickly. Um, and then I would say the last instrument is that's that's important for a good leader is to have courage. And I and I can tell you I see a lot of leaders that that don't. They may tick the boxes in those other areas, but they don't have the courage to take on some of the really tough challenges that are required to be successful. And um, so I really think it's important to to uh, be good at all these instruments and competencies to be a well-rounded leader. And I think, as I mentioned before, I think it's an, an ongoing effort to, you, I think, can never master these to the perfection. Um, and I think the better you do makes you even uh, a stronger leader that can hopefully grow your career even further uh, into the company. And, and as I always say, you know, th- th- my goal in life has always been to push into into an organization as far as I can to where I can make the biggest impact. Where can I make the biggest difference? And um, that's, I think, you know, has always been an important uh, driver and motivator for me. Interestingly, you bring up the perfection. And, and my next question is around, you know, in, in a symphony, uh, if there is even one note off, someone would notice it. And, and that kind of undermines the overall uh, experience somebody gets. If we are in leadership, and you mentioned that, um, you know, we cannot be perfect, but if, if that's, would you, would you call that as a limiting belief? Because if you're not pursuing perfection, you may not get there. But if you say this is not going to be, it's not going to be perfect, then are we in a way leaving some high quality leadership on the table? Good, good question, uh, and I think that different people have different perspectives of, about this, and I'll tell you, I am one that have, uh, although I always push myself to be the highest quality leader that I can, I'm always very careful to strive for perfection, because I think the reality of it is you, you can never achieve perfection, but you, you should never stop um, pushing to get better. And I do think that you're absolutely right. I think that, you know, as you're working on your leadership instruments, you know, there are times when, you know, one definitely is off. And oftentimes it may also be a situation where you're not recognizing it. And that's really where I mentioned earlier, you can leverage those tools and techniques um, around, uh, around, um you know, feedback and 360s to identify those shortcomings. You know, there was a uh, an, an interesting technique that I picked up on um, in uh, a book that I had read. Uh, it was a book by um, by Marshall Goldsmith, and it was a book that the title was "What Got You Here Won't Get You There." And I think this one thing I picked up in that book that I thought was really good, and you're, you're, to your point about, you know, one of your instruments is, is off. Um, Marshall talks about a technique here called feed forward. And what he talks about here is when you've identified a potential instrument or competency that you're struggling in and it's been identified, 
a technique to improve that that he talks about is this feed forward. And, and what it is, is um, say, for example, you're not a, uh, a good listener, and that's been identified as a weakness you have. And you're working on this, but when you connect to people that may be able to give you advice on how you're doing in this area, you can ask them for that. And when you ask for that feedback, um, you know, the, uh, when they give you the information on, on their opinion or, or perception of that, this, this feed forward technique is you don't debate it with them. You don't go into a lot of details around it. You say thank you. And you move on. And, and the concept of feed forward is you're taking the information that you can actually put into practice in the future, not something, you know, that you're that has been historical, but something actually you're going to work on and improve. And that's the forward aspect of the feed forward technique. So in, in, in this case, when you mentioned uh, about feeding forward and, you know, working with other people, now talk about your reports. So as a leader, you're supposed to be flexible. You're supposed to be forgiving. You're supposed to be always there for them. And do you think you can do that while pursuing perfection or at least minimizing dips in yourself? Is this a conflicting demand of yourself when you're asking the other people, when you're flexible to the outside world, but you're hard on yourself? Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, a, a good leader uh, also finds time, and I know it's difficult, um, you know, with the demands on the day, demands on trying to improve yourself. It's difficult to find any time to develop your own leaders, but especially a leader of leaders um, that, that many people are in that situation, you have to make that time. And it's so critical. Um, you know, uh, being a CIO for CSL Group, uh, we spend, and I say we, uh, myself and my leadership team, spend a significant amount of time on this area. And I would say personally, I probably spend, I would say, 10% of my time on talent development. Now, part of that's leadership development. Part of it is just development of staff in general. But uh, I think it should be an important part of the recipe uh, to be a successful leader is this whole area of talent development. Uh, you know, you can take the same perspective of an orchestra as the instruments being your individual competencies. It's improving you as a leader. But you can also look at it as you're the conductor of a team that's out there that's playing those in instruments. And in order for that team to be successful, all of those instruments, uh, all of those, um, you know, musicians playing those instruments have to be getting better to achieve that great sound. And... I think that is another important uh, aspect of good leadership, and that is being able to develop leaders as a, as a leader of leaders. Now, you mentioned that. That's interesting because when you're dealing with others, we cannot demand perfection from them because they will do the best they can. Can we live with it? And can we, if that were to become an orchestra, it may not sound good. I will not say it will sound pathetic, but it will may not sound what you'd like to see in a symphony because everyone is going to try to do the best they can and you have to live with it. Are you, are you willing to do that as a leader? 
I, you know, I think you can. I think that you have to recognize there are people at different levels of uh, development in their career. I think there are those people that have reached a certain level and, and that's where they want to stay. I think an important part, and I'll, I'll make a, use another uh, analogy, and I use this quite frequently with my team. I see oftentimes a leader's uh, parallel to a coach of a team, and let's just say a, a soccer team. And it's your job to take this team of players and make sure you put them in the right positions that leverage their strengths and minimize their weaknesses. And I think we as leaders, we really have to think about that to your point. You know, for example, you, know, you wouldn't want to take someone that is a great goal scorer but can't catch a ball and put them as a goalkeeper in goal, right? I, believe me, I've seen situations in organization where that's been the case. And you've got to recognize that to get those people, get the person that's the best goalkeeper on your team playing goal and get the best person that's scoring goals at the front, at the top, so they can score goals. And I think that we as leaders have the responsibility of assessing our team, you know, recognizing, you know, where are those opportunities where you can develop someone and it doesn't put great risk on your team, but at the same time develops them. But at the same time, you're also, you know, as I mentioned before, uh, maximizing your team's strengths and minimizing their weaknesses and putting them in the right situations where uh, the team can be successful. Let's take a quick break, listeners. We'll be right back. And let's talk about a maestro who's supposed to play orchestra, but then a person is all stressed out. Their performance would suffer. And let's compare that now to a leader who has organizational pressures or other type of issues, personally or professionally, which would undermine how they perform and how do, do they lead that orchestra within themselves, basically using their competencies, what they already have. So what do you think a leader can do to insulate pressures, the, the pressures that we are referring to, whether they're internal pressures, psychological pressures, or organizational pressures, and, and, and do that uh, in such a way so that they can retain and improve uh, the leadership performance levels. Please stay tuned. We'll be right back. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. Predict your company's future by creating it. Is your workforce able to connect, exchange ideas, and share brilliance simply and securely? Create tomorrow, today. Empower your people to innovate anytime and anywhere with secured BlackBerry Enterprise mobility management and document sharing solutions. To learn more, visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. Patient-centered care requires a connected enterprise. Are you ready? If you're looking to scale your healthcare IT efforts, visit redmain.com forward slash health today. Whether it's to connect data from multiple partner solutions or developing software for unique needs, Redmain can help. To find out how Redmain can help your company deliver on the patient-centered care promise, visit redmain.com forward slash health or call 773-693-3919. Visit today. Your growing business needs a highly productive workforce, effectively communicating and collaborating without exposing corporate data to cyber attacks. Are you looking to balance security and workforce productivity? 
Move beyond short-term measures and securely scale your business with BlackBerry Enterprise Mobility Management Solutions. To learn more, please visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to CTN CIO Talk Network with Sunjo Gall. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. So organizational pressures, personal uh, and professional pressures and or issues or challenges that we have to deal with. But we cannot perform truly if we let them be top of mind. How do you subdue them or insulate from them as you go about leading the troops? I, I think that's a good a good question, and I think it's something that a lot of leaders struggle with. You know, I've been in the business of IT for over 30 years, and in my 30 years, and obviously uh, various levels uh, throughout those 30 years, there has always been more work to do than there are resources. It has always been the case, and I predict that it will always be the case. And I think what's helped me through those times is... You know, you have to have uh, good priority management, and that tied to setting expectations and managing uh, the demand. And that's at all levels, right? It's not just at the top levels. And I, I think that what's really challenging for leaders in that process of priority management, setting expectation, managing demand, and this, as I mentioned earlier, about the importance that leaders are tied to the, um, the business strategic goals and making sure that that prioritization that you're doing uh, is linked to the most important things that can be applied to those strategic goals. And that is a real challenge. And that's making sure that you and your team are focused on the right thing. Because wouldn't it be terrible if you took the energy of your team and put it on, you know, use the analogy of, of someone that's been in a car accident, you know, they come in and you put your team focusing on that broken foot when, you know, they've got a collapsed lung. Uh, so it's really important about priority management, setting expectations, managing that demand, you know, and especially as I mentioned earlier, uh, Sanjog, where you know, the importance of, the, of, of moving at the speed of business, because this is really important. Uh, those pressures that are being driven uh, onto you and your organization and your team are often dictated by the business and the speed that they're traveling. And we as leaders, and especially in the area of IT, need to make sure that we are putting together um, a framework, uh, processes, an organization, people that are agile and flexible that can deal with that demand uh, and, and be able to deal with those changing priorities. You know, being CSL Group uh, has been a, you know, a growing company for the last 10 years. We've been double-digit growth. And my biggest um, thing that I'll say I lose sleep over is not being able to keep up with the pace of business and being that that 
bottleneck that potentially slows down the opportunity for CSL to, 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 to grow into that next market, to launch that next product, to prevent those patients from getting the, the life-saving drugs that they need. And I think that uh, that by having good priority management, um, I think helps to minimize that pressure that a lot of leaders, you know, have put on them. Because if you show that, if you as a leader show that pressure is breaking you down, guess what? That transcends all the way through your organization. But if you're a leader that shows you've got, uh, you know, priority set, vision set, strategy set, and you're pushing your team forward as opposed to resisting, um, you know, the demand, I think that uh, that makes you a successful leader, and it also proves to be a, a successful team, which translates into uh, positive in- impact to the business, which is really why we're here. Now, we've seen that sometimes, and in fact, there are quite a few cases that were quoted where leaders who were effective in one organization, they, they did not perform as well in the other and this, to some extent, says that the people were too dependent on a conducive environment for them to shine. And is is in, in an orchestra, you cannot expect a maestro to go from one auditorium to another and, and uh, reduce the quality of their performance. That would not fly. But why is that happening with leaders? Yeah, I think that uh, I think that can happen. I, I do believe, though, that uh, the core fundament, fundamentals of leadership are the same um, across industries, across companies, but I do note that there are differences. Um, And I'll give you an example. You know, the effective leader of a pharmaceutical company, or in our situation, we're we're a biotherapies and biotech company, um, the fundamentals of the the business and how it works is different than, say, that of a, uh, a retail company. And I think to, to, to kind of put that in terms of a symphony, I think it can also be the difference between, uh, you know, a, a leader of an orchestra, a conductor, versus a leader of a rock band. Now, those two are both leaders, but flipping those roles might not be as successful um, if you're, you know, if you were to do that. So I think that there is such a thing as, um, as making sure, you know, you're, you're leveraging your strengths and your weaknesses and that you are also put into the, uh, you know, the right, um, the right type of business that best suits your, uh, your style. Um, but that's not saying that you couldn't take a conductor and and them lead a rock band or vice versa. I'm sure it is possible, um, but again, it, it would be a gap that you would have to work on. Okay, thirty seconds. What is your message for the generation of leaders that are supposed to be coming next and holding the baton, and the ones who are current, so that they can be mastering their symphonies? <laughs> That's a good question. I have an answer for that, uh, Sanjog. I have a house full of millennials. I have five children, and four of them are millennials. And my best advice to them is be patient. It's the tortoise that wins this race, not the hare. 
Um, it takes time. And I think some of these, the, the newer leaders that are coming up, uh, with some of the new generations, they, they, uh, they, they need to be patient and recognize uh, that it takes time to develop and rise to, the, to your full potential. On behalf of the show and our listeners, I'd really like to thank you, Andy, for sharing your thoughts and insights on how organizations can, of course, provide the support. But more importantly, the leader, him or herself, works on their competencies as if they were instruments to an orchestra and, and become or strive to become a maestro so they deliver most value. Thanks so much again, Andy. You're very welcome, and I enjoyed it. Thank you. And listeners enjoyed, uh, hopefully you enjoyed the discussion here. I learned a lot myself. Uh, Please like us on Facebook, search for CTN, and be sure to follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn. Thank you again for listening to this segment on CTN. This is Sanjog All, your talk show host. Till next week, take care and God bless. Thank you for tuning in to CTN, CIO Talk Network, with your host, Sunjoe Gall. To learn more about our program or for show archives, comments, or questions, please visit CIOTalkNetwork.com. Thank you again for listening. CTN CIO Talk Network is brought to you by Redmayne and BlackBerry. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.